0: God, can we give that to God right now? Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Thank you for what we felt in the house of God tonight. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a few minutes while I get situated here. And I want to say happy Father's Day to all my fathers out there. Uh, There's some great men of God in this church, men of God that maybe you don't know what they've been through, but they've been through some things, and they've helped young men like me. I mean, I'm no longer a young man. I'm still trying to claim it, but oftentimes my kids remind me that I am not young anymore. And so, but uh, there's been some awesome men of God in this church that have helped develop me, become the man that I am today. And so I'm thankful to all the fathers in here. Uh, Y'all are fantastic. Hope y'all had a wonderful day, a relaxing day. And while you were relaxing and being able to enjoy your Father's Day, I was studying for tonight. So not as relaxing. I'm a little more stressful. But we'll see (laughs) what God will do with us tonight. But I am thankful, and uh, I am joking. I told my pastor when he asked me, that I'm always appreciative of the opportunities that he gives us. We love him. We love our bishop. And I appreciate this church and this church preaching behind our ministry. Amen. You can say amen. That's fine. You go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you preach with this ministry. <laughs> that was a compliment to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be a rough one. Okay. We'll just, just settle in there and accept that right now. All right. If you will, please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter number 1. I will be reading from verse, verses 19 and 20. Starting in verse 19, it says, If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. I want to preach for a few moments on the title, It's Your Choice. It's Your Choice. Let's pray one last time. Lord God, we need you in this place tonight. We need you to speak, Lord. We need you to move in this house. God, we've come to hear your voice, God. So we ask you, Lord, to open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. Speak to your people as we give you glory and honor in the name that is above every name. Can we give him a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated. It's your choice tonight. God in Isaiah chapter 1 begins this chapter starting about telling about his disappointments and frustrations with Judah. God is very upset in this chapter. He is disappointed in them and he talks uh, about them no longer knowing his voice and them being a sinful nation and all the wrong that he has done and And he's very upset with them and very wroth. In fact, we can read a few of those verses just so you can hear how upset God is. In verse 4, he says, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. Verse 5 says, why should ye be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. Those are some rough words. God was upset with Judah. Speaking some very rough words. Even in the next verse he says, from the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. He is upset with Judah. He is very frustrated and angry, it even said, with where they are at in life. They have gone astray. They've become, got into idol worship once again. And so God is not happy with his people. But About verse 14, the chapter begins to change directions a little bit, and he's letting Judah know that this does not have to be the end. This does not have to be the the end of the story. You don't have to walk away where you're at right now, but I'm going to give you a choice. You will have an opportunity to make it right. You will have an opportunity to go the right way. And so he begins to make that turn in verse 14. And then we come to the verses that I read here to start. Verse 19, if ye be willing, and he lets them know the choice. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. He gives them the first option. The first option to his people is letting them know that you can be willing and obedient. The second option was to refuse and rebel. God gives us choices. You can be willing and obedient or you can refuse and rebel. But whichever you choose, there will be consequences. There is always consequences with decisions that we make in life. There's always things that come with our decisions, both good decisions and bad decisions, right and wrong decisions. You can't just live recklessly and not expect to go unchecked from God. You can't just live any way you want to and not expect some type of consequences, not to expect something to come up in your life. And it's the same way making good decisions Living for God and choosing to follow him and do right things. There are consequences that come with that, but mostly that is blessings that follow you. You may not see all these things immediately, but God knows how to take care of his people. And so he gives them this choice. God draws a line in the sand and he says to Judah, all I'm asking for you first is to be willing God is in search for a willing vessel tonight. God is in search for somebody just to say, here I am, Lord. Hallelujah. God's not necessarily looking for your perfection. He's not asking for you to have it all together. He's not necessarily looking for the person that is dressed the best, that can sing the most beautifulest, or do everything just right. But God is just looking for somebody who is willing. Amen. Amen. If you've come into this place and you say, well, I don't know why I'm here. I don't have it all together. I'm not like all these people. None of us are like all these people. None of us came into this place perfect. Nobody came in here with all, all of it together. But we've come in here as a willing people saying, God, here I am. I don't got it all together. I don't have all the answers, but I serve a God who does, and I just want to be a willing vessel. Here I am, oh, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's searching for the willing person, the willing. Are you willing tonight? Are you willing to step out and say, here I am, oh, God? He's searching for the willing all God wants from you is a willing spirit. God is in search for willing vessels. He desires to have someone to use. He's just searching for somebody to say, I'm willing. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance For ye serve the Lord Christ. The willing have an inheritance coming their way. The willing are connected with God. Again, he doesn't want your perfection. He just wants you to be willing to be used, willing to let the hand of God be placed upon you. Hallelujah. You know, there's always a false perception with preachers. In fact, uh, Randy, when he was talking on Thursday, he, he was talking about how much he hated being in front of people. And he says, well, most of us hate talking in front of people except for Brother Laren. And, and I often get the same thing that, well, I, I don't like talking in front of people, but Brother CJ, he loves it. Oh, he, he just, he likes to get up there and be seen. He likes to, to, to talk. That's not always true. Oh, I do like to talk. That's, <laughs> that part is true. Okay. <laughs> just not necessarily in front of people. <laughs> but it's a false concept of with preachers that this is just something that we love to do. But that's not necessarily what's happening here. Every time we get in front of the pulpit, it's not because this is necessarily what we love to do, but we are willing to do it. It comes with a willingness. In order to do what we do, there has to be a willing spirit saying, God, I want you to use me. I may not have it all right, but use me, Lord. Here I am, a willing vessel. Lord Jesus, just use me tonight. We don't always have it together. A great example of a willing vessel that I find in the word of God is Elisha. Elisha was a man who was willing to leave it all when the man of God came around. He was, will- he was out there plowing with his ox and doing what he was supposed to do. But when God called, he was willing to walk away from it. He was willing just to say, whatever you want, God, I'm willing to, to sacrifice it all. I'm willing to leave it all. There's nothing in this world for me. And I'm here to let somebody know there's nothing in this world that is greater than doing something for the kingdom of God. There's nothing in this world that is better than being a useful vessel for Jesus. Hallelujah. There's nothing in this world that can give you the satisfaction that God can give you when you raise your hands and you begin to surrender it all to him. I'm telling you, the greatest feeling in the world is that feeling when the Holy Ghost comes all over you and you begin to speak in other tongues as he gives you utterance because all he's looking for is somebody willing. I am willing, Lord. I want you to feel me. I want you to use me. A willing vessel. But Elisha was willing. Elisha was willing to do whatever it took. And he was willing to follow the man of God every step of the way. He was willing to follow his man of God. Even though his man of God came to a place, Elijah, came to a place where he was about ready to leave. And he was about ready to, to move on from the scene. But Elisha would not listen to the man of God's voice only these few times when he said, you need to stay here. You need to stop. But Elisha said, no, I need to be with my man of God. I need to follow the man of God. God placed you in my life for a reason, and I am going to follow you. I am going to be there. And so Elisha followed him. And because he followed the man of God, and because he was willing, he was a willing person, a willing vessel. And he would not go astray. He would not go to the right. He would not go to the left. But because he stood by the man of God, when the time came for the man of God to be taken up, he asked him, what is it that you want from me? And he said, I just want a double portion. I just want a double portion of what you have, a double portion of your anointing, a double portion of your touch. And because of his willingness to follow the man of God, when Elijah was taken up, he released his mantle unto Elisha and Elisha received that double portion. Elisha was anointed like no other because he was willing. God is calling somebody out of darkness tonight to, to fill them with the Holy Ghost and to use you like you could never imagine. And he, all he's asking is you just have a willing heart. All he's asking is you just to step out of where you are and say, I'm willing, I'm willing, whatever it takes, God, whatever you have to do to me, whatever you have. After you do in me. But God, I want a double portion. I want your blessing. Isaiah 64 and 8 says, but now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art potter, and we are all the work of thy hand. God is just searching for somebody willing to be put on the potter's block. He's looking for somebody who's willing to be molded, willing to be used, willing to to be blessed and kept. He's searching for a willing vessel. The second thing he asked of his people, he said, I just want somebody willing and I want somebody obedient. Somebody willing and somebody obedient. Again, he was not looking for somebody that was perfect, but just somebody who was willing to say, Okay, God, I will go. This doesn't mean that you're never going to fail being obedient. It doesn't mean that you won't make a mistake. It doesn't mean that you won't fall. It doesn't mean that you won't stumble. But being obedient means that you're going to follow after the voice of God. God is looking for somebody who just wants to hear his voice, who wants to follow his voice, who wants to read and hear the word of God and follow after the things of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 22, it says in Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. Hallelujah. There is blessing in obedience. When you obey the voice of God and you obey the man of God in your life, uh, there is blessing there. Hallelujah. There's blessing there. He says that obedience is better than your sacrifice. He doesn't want your sacrifice. He just wants you to listen. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to let him guide and direct you. He's looking for somebody who is obedient. This verse that I just read to you, was talking about a man who was disobedient. Saul was the exact opposite of obedient. He was asked to totally annihilate the Amalekites, tear apart the army, kill everything. But Saul had his own agenda. Saul saw things that he thought was good and thought that he should keep for his people. But that was not the command of the Lord. God had commanded more than that. God wanted all to be destroyed. But Saul could not do what the Lord asked him to do. He was disobedient to the voice of God. He was disobedient to the man of God in his life. And because of this, he eventually lost everything, including his life, because he couldn't listen to the voice of God. God is searching for the obedient. He's searching for someone that is willing to give it all. In John chapter 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Hallelujah. What awesome words. All he says is all you have to do is be obedient, and my Father's going to meet with you, and he's going to bless you, and he's going to keep you and guide you and direct you. All you have to do is say, here I am, Lord. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. Obedience to the word of the Lord. A great example of an obedient man of God not knowing the outcome is Abraham. Abraham being asked to sacrifice his son, Isaac. His promise that he waited on for so long. His promise that at times he probably thought would never come. But here he has his boy. He's asked to take him to a mount and to sacrifice him. I can only imagine how hard that could have been on Abraham. Not knowing why, not understanding the purpose of why I am sacrificing my son. This young man who I love and I care about. But he was willing to be obedient to the voice of God. And I can imagine his son as they were going up. On that hill. Dad, where are we going? Where are we heading? What's up with the big knife? I don't don't understand everything that's going on. And Abraham probably saying, me neither, son. Me neither. I don't understand everything. I don't understand everywhere God takes me. I don't understand all the things that I go through. But through it all, I have to be obedient to the word of God. Through it all, I don't understand, God. I don't know why I'm facing this trial. I don't know why I'm in this difficulty. But I know I'm here for a reason. And just because I can't see the purpose, I'm going to listen anyways. I'm going to obey anyways, God. Because you're asking for an obedient servant. And Abraham gets up there, and he has his son, and he puts him on the altar, and he does everything that God asks him to do. And he raises the knife, willing to sacrifice his blessing. But God always provides the sacrifice. God always knows when you're obedient, he comes in just right on time. When you're obedient to the voice of God, God knows how. To provide, When you're obedient to what God is doing in your life, he knows how to show up. Amen. God always shows up. He says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. As long as you're being obedient, God's going to show up in your situation. God's going to show up, and he's going to show you. He's still in control. He's still guiding you. He's still directing you. Hallelujah. He has a plan. He has a purpose. All you do is have to hold on and say, Lord, I am willing. I am willing. Praise God. I know that you're probably going to find this hard to believe, but the musicians, come please. He is looking for a willing spirit. And he said, if you do these two things... The result is, you will eat of the good of the land. This is all he asked from his people. I will take you back. I will renew you. I will put you all back together. If you're just willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. Just those two things God is calling us to today. He's looking for a willing heart and obedient spirit. And he said, if you do these two things, you can eat the good of the land. There's blessing for his people. There's blessing for those who are willing. There's blessing for those who listen. There's blessing for those that let God guide them and direct them. There is a blessing coming with your name on it. You may not know what it is, but it's around the corner. All you have to do is say, here am I, O oh God. Hallelujah. Your blessing is coming. Hold on to the promises of God because they're around the corner. Your blessing is coming. God does not make promises that he doesn't keep. If he's going to give a promise, God's going to show up. If he gives you a promise, he's going to follow through with his promise. There's been promises I've waited on for years in years and it may not be in my timing and i may have always wondered god when is it coming but it comes it always comes because god is an on time god and your timing may not be his timing but it's gonna happen hold on to that promise that god has given you hold on to it because it's coming As we stand, the other side of this was, but if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. The other side of this, of what he's searching for, he just asked for two things. Not even really hard things, just a willingness and an obedient spirit. That's it. But he said, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. I don't think anybody in here would say, Well, I want to rebel. I've got a rebellious spirit. I I I don't want to listen to the Lord. I don't think anybody here would say that right out. But oftentimes, when God begins to call us and God begins to reach for us, that rebellion begins to show up. And we're like, oh, but I'm not ready. But I don't know if I can give up Everything. I don't know if I can really be willing. I don't know if I can be that obedient. And that rebellion you begin to fight with. That rebellion begins to rear its ugly head and begins to show itself. I don't think anybody necessarily wants to be rebellious But when you're asked to get out of your comfort zone and you're asked to step out of where you are, all of a sudden that rebellion begins to creep up and say, no, okay, maybe I'm not ready. Maybe I can't give it all. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not called for this. But you are called for this. God has called every one of us out of this place. God wants you in the kingdom of God. God wants to see every one of us saved. Hallelujah. But it's just a matter of saying, no, I'm not going to be rebellious anymore. No, I'm not going to let that rebellion constantly creep in and keep me from the blessings of God. Finishing 1 Samuel chapter 15 after verse 22, verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity. And idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. Because there wasn't an obedient spirit there. He wasn't willing to give it all. But, but I want to hold some things back. I, I'm, just, I'm just not willing to give it all over. Preacher, I just I just can't give it all up. You, you, you mean turn my back on the world completely. You mean be willing to do whatever God calls me to. I don't I don't know if I'm able to do that today. But that's what God's asking of his people. That's what God's asking tonight. I don't have any fancy story to finish with tonight. I don't have anything special to end with. All I have tonight to offer you is an open altar. An altar where there is a God that is in search for the willing and obedient. An altar where there is a God that is willing to meet all your needs if you're just willing and obedient. Again, he's not asking for your perfection. He's not asking for you to have it all right. You to have the perfect tie on. Your hair be curled just right. All he's asking is for somebody to say, here I am. These altars are open right now. To those who are willing and to those who want to be obedient to the voice of God tonight. I know this may not be for everybody, but I know God put this on my heart for somebody tonight. Somebody that's struggling with that spirit. Somebody with struggling with the spirit of rebellion uh, that wants to creep up and keep you from your blessing. Uh, But God is calling you. God has a blessing for you tonight. Uh, God has a promise for you tonight. Uh, Hallelujah. Will you come and say, here I am, oh Lord. Here I am, oh Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.